All right. Well, welcome everyone today to our Truett Church Network webinar and podcast. This is the fourth of our Advent conversations we are having in this Advent season for those preparing to preach and teach and live the themes of Advent this uh, winter. I, I think winter maybe starts this week. So we're, <laughs> wherever we happen to find ourselves, of course, yeah. In Texas, it was 85, 89 degrees last week, um, and then 35 Sunday morning. And so you just you just never know what it feels like. But um, our guest is Dr. Andy Arterberry, um, known to many of you, loved by a few of you, uh, <laughs> but uh, professor of Christian scriptures at Truett Seminary. Um, and we're really grateful, Andy, that you could be here today. Sure, absolutely. How long have you been at Truett, Andy? You know, I started uh, at Truett in 2007, um, 2007. so, um, yeah. so I've, I've been here, what is that, uh, 13, 14 years, something? A while, yeah. Yeah. A, good, a good vague term, a while, yeah. covers a lot of ground, <laughs> but, um, well, we have uh, met with, Jack, visited with Jack Bodenhammer about hope, um, with Steve Reed about peace, and Angela Gorell last week about joy. And uh, we're here, we've, let, we've lit the pink candle now, and we're on to our final purple candle of, uh, of Advent and love. Um, and we just appreciate you being here and, and visiting with us. Well, um, I'm the JV team uh, in, that, <laughs> in that collection of people, but I'm glad to be with you. Well, you know, this, these are not specifically to promote Truett, but we can promote Truett. Truett's got a pretty deep bench for the A-team. I mean, you know, we can go pretty deep at Truett uh, with a lot of wonderful people that can discuss in great depth some fun things. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the, the beauty, beauty of being a part of the Truett family, for sure. Um, well, we're, we're here to talk about love. So when we think about love, just starting out our conversation, as you think biblically as a New Testament scholar, what, what's the biblical witness of love? How would you start talking about that? Well, I certainly would differentiate the biblical witness uh, from kind of the broader culture, and I'm, I'm not trying to reduce the broader cultural view, but often in our culture, we, we think primarily about emotions, and we may well add in actions, but it, it begins uh, with emotions. I think the biblical witness is, uh, is beginning with action, mm. and, and, and it often includes, and, and I would say always includes emotion, yeah. but what's what's leading out is action. Um, you know, it is it, simple as, um, John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this, or no person than this, that person lays down, uh, his or her life for her friends. I mean, it's, it's not just action, but it's, I would say sacrificial, uh, action. Uh, the, 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 the Psalm I was kind of living with all of last week was, um, Psalm 107, um, it's, it's a Psalm of Thanksgiving. Uh, but, uh, you know, what it does is it, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, at least, uh, Dr. Tucker's, uh, commentary tells me that, uh, it's, it's, uh, written in light of the, the return from the exile, Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's really testimony. It's just, uh, it reminds me of our, our church where we used to do testimony night, but it, yeah. it starts with, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Uh, for his steadfast love endures forever. It's it's really that that hesed of God, yeah. that covenant faithfulness of God, yeah. and uh, and and it just chronicles. It it has six different calls to give thanks for God's steadfast love. It it just keeps calling. Uh, it, it'll remember walking through wilderness uh, and being thirsty and hungry 
and yet God provides. And so let's give thanks for his steadfast love. And then it, it recalls uh, our sinfulness and our need for healing, and God uh, delivers, and let's give thanks for his steadfast love. And then it, you know, it moves on to sea storms and dangerous travel. It moves on to the, the need for rain for crops to grow and, and animals to multiply, uh, the, the lowly needing to be lifted up and, and the, the oppressors turned over, but it just keeps returning to that refrain six times to give thanks for the steadfast love of the Lord. And so if I'm really thinking about the biblical witness, it's that uh, it's first and foremost, the action. There's no doubt that God uh, has a fondness for us, but it's, it's action-based and sacrificial uh, in that. So, so when you say action, you're meaning God's action toward creation and toward us, that it is, it is not just a state of being that God is love, but that love is active and shown directed toward us. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. You, you put can, it you can go back to creation, that yep. creation itself is an act of love that does not add anything <laughs> to yes. God because God is love. That that's what I thought a lot about in just thinking through this of that God is love. I mean, that this is the essence of God as yeah. it issues, God issues forth toward us in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so if those things are true, if, if God is love, if, if the essence of the witness of, of love is God's every bit, perhaps, of God's action toward us, then why is love such a challenge <laughs> to, to receive it, I guess, to give it, to live in light of that? What's the challenge of love? Well, um, perhaps if I was to phrase it, the most challenging thing about uh, love for us uh, compared to God, I think it's the longevity um, in, in God's love. Um, I, you know, I just uh, finished a semester of uh, Scriptures 3, which is the Gospels and Acts, and we always end with John, and, um, and in particular this year, but uh, it just really struck me that we, you know, for Christmas, we often look at uh, Matthew and Luke and the birth narratives, but there at the beginning of John with that prologue, uh, you know, yeah. verses one through 18, you know, it, um, you know, you talked about creation. John 1, 1 starts by reminding you of, of God's love and creation um, and in and, uh, and the preexistence of, of the word or God's spirit. Uh, but I guess it, it just made me think about John 1, 1 as a Christmas story. You know, I'm, I'm sure many uh, who are listening have preached John 1 at Christmas time, but it, we don't often think about it, but yeah. it's really that canonical story that, uh, that God's love uh, pre, pre-existed even before creation. Um, God's love uh, acknowledges that darkness in the fall uh, came and, and then I think it's that reaction of how has God responded? Um, and, um, you know, for many of us, uh, we, may, we may have love that's not just emotion, that's action. And we, it may even be sacrificial action, but it's how long do you, you sustain that? Uh, you know, when somebody betrays you, somebody lets you down, uh, at some point you're tempted to give up. And then that whole witness of Scripture mm-hmm is God providing covenant after covenant. But then instead of saying, I'm, I'm giving up or I'm going in a different direction, uh, John 1, 1 says the great, the great miracle is that God chose to come closer. <laughs> you know, that, 
that his sacrificial love is not to stay far away or, or, or find a new people uh, yeah. to start over. It's let me let me come even closer and tabernacle among you. Mm. Um, and uh, and I, so for me, that's the real challenge of, yeah. of love uh, for us is um, is the longevity. Can can we continue to make sacrificial love decisions? Yeah. Uh, so. Which is both, uh, this is one thing um, we've talked about almost every week. It's come mm. up that these themes uh, are both gifts of the spirit, right? They have to be given by God and received by God. Joy in all circumstances, hope in the face of despair, yeah. peace in the midst of, of conflict and turmoil and everything else, love in the face of so many reasons not to love. Yeah. So we receive, and yet we have agency. We're called to be agents of these things in the world and living in that tension. So, man, longevity, I'm going to have to think more about that. That's really good. And I think, right, if we say that, we also have to talk about um, abundance in longevity, that it's not Mm. just Mm. doled out in measured amounts of love so that it lasts for ever. Yeah. <laughs> but right. it is, is it is an abundance. It is a prodigal to use a, a good biblical word. It's wildly yeah. Yeah. Um, inefficient in some ways. Um, yeah. I think Dallas Willard talked about, uh, we burn he, in talking about grace, which is to talk, which, which is in the love realm, right? right. Um, we burn it like jet fuel all day long. <laughs> and that's just, that phrase has stuck with me for a long time of um, how we use this. Um, Love over longevity. That's good. So when you think of a story of love, I mean, a lot of places we can go here, but yeah, for yeah. those preaching and teaching, particularly and thinking about applying this, I mean, what's a story that comes to mind of a story of this love we're talking about? Well, I, um, this is something else that's been really on my heart the last week. And, and I, uh, I guess it's a story, uh, but it's not like a typical story in that it has a beginning, middle, and end. I, I was in seminary, and um, um, I had a, a, we had a Bible study a group of four of us, and we've stayed together as a covenant group even yeah. after that. And um, so one of one of the guys in the covenant groups, uh, one of my very best friends, he's a pastor, um, and um, he and his wife had a baby maybe, uh, six months before we did. Um, and, um, and it took, uh, a, a, about year one before you, sh- they started asking some hard questions. And then by year two, you realize something's not quite right. Yeah. Um, and then at least by year three, uh, it was pretty clear. This is a special needs child. Yeah. Um, he, they've taken him to a variety of specialists and they don't, they can't really categorize him. He, he's kind of a one of a kind uh, mm. so that uh, they don't have a label, which aren't very helpful anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess he would be closest to autism, though it's not autism. Yeah. Um, you know, he has, he can't communicate. Um, now he can, he can figure out language, but he can't communicate. So he's, he's never once in his life. He's now 27 years old. He's never said, um, I love you to his parents. Um, and you can't have that kind of interaction. He, um, uh, he'll never be able to take care of himself. Uh, but what's fascinating to me is just walking alongside, um, my friend and his wife. Um, they, they never once, I mean, and and I mean, 27 years, I've never heard them once 
talk about their son without saying um, he brings joy to our life. Mm. Um, mm. And yet what I see is over and over again, these sacrificial decisions, um, uh, opportunities, or, or at least churches ask, would you come serve with us or that? And they say no, so that they can um, keep their, their son in a, a good situation. They had a really nice uh, house within a mile of the church. Yeah. Um, their son uh, on more than one occasion ends up out in the street without clothes on and singing Christmas carols, even in July. And um, the neighbors are, yeah. are worried. They call the police. The police don't know how to respond to him. He's a big, big guy. And so after two or three dangerous uh, encounters, they finally moved 45 minutes out into the country and he can go out on the gravel road and, and uh, nobody, nobody worries. And yeah. Um, but I guess what I'm, I'm talking about there is um, that seems to me to be one of the closest examples I've seen of that steadfast love. That's akin to the Lord's love. It's, it's action. It's uh, it's sacrificial, but um but it is longevity. It's, uh, it's an unending story, uh, of, of love. And, uh, to me, I guess, uh, that's the one that just keeps coming to my mind. Uh, the last couple of weeks is boy, Lord, uh, let me have that kind of love yeah. that, uh, yeah. that there's no end in sight. Uh, but it's just ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that blank check really yeah. is committed. Yeah. Um, yeah which I, I don't want to draw, I'm not drawing a direct parallel between that and the church, but that is when church is at its best, yes. it's that sort of covenantal love that we may not choose to hang out with, you know, yep. our brothers and sisters in Christ. These may not be the people that we would choose necessarily to have in our community. It's not a country club, but it's people with faults. It's people, um, that annoy us, that we may not like. I mean, we go on and on, right? Yeah. We go down that road a ways. Yet, it's the love of God, of a crucified God at that. I mean, I think love finds its fulfillment in cruci. You have to talk about a crucified God if you're talking about love of God, obviously, um, that we covenant to be together and to be for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, oh yeah, I know as a pastor, that got me through a lot of, <laughs> a lot of days of folks saying, man, I kind of wish I had some more. I think Peterson calls them spiritual green berets. Uh, He said he started a new church and he thought it'd be full of these spiritual green berets. And he said he pretty much just got the dregs. But (laughs) that's about the best we can ever say in church is we are table waiters to the dregs that covenant to be together. And Uh that's about as high as pastors rise um, as table waiters. Uh, Anyway, that's good. So. We'll have folks on here preaching and teaching this week. We'll have others that are just uh, striving to live this or maybe struggling to live this uh, love this week or to embrace it, to receive it, to give it. Um, if you had a final encouragement, Andy, what might that be? Well, uh, you know, it, there's no doubt um, a lot of things have uh, stressed um ministers and and the church, uh, whether it's COVID or the political context, as you said, I think at almost every turn uh, and every congregation, every minister I've talked to, there's, there's the, the risk uh, that we could be uh, torn apart, that that, that that love ends, that we, we decide to go different ways. Um, and I think that uh, the answer is back there with Psalm 107, is that we periodically, we, we simply need to sit down and 
and think back through all the other crises we've faced, all the other stress, all the other times uh, where we would have given up, and yet God has stayed faithful over and over and over again. And so I think my encouragement is for you and your congregation uh, to, to spend time thinking about how God has been good. Uh, and hopefully in the midst of that, that steadfast love of God, uh, perhaps it, it, it instructs us, inspires us uh, to hang in there uh, longer, uh, that allowed the grace of God to, to have um, some expression in our own uh, sacrificial, long, uh, at least steadfast love uh, that we, we couldn't come up with on our own. Uh, to me, that as you pointed out to begin with, Matt, that's that's found in the grace grace of God that we ever yeah. uh, do that. So, well, and that's very you know Deuteronomic, I guess, of yeah. Moses on the edge of the promised land. Say, let's tell this story again. Let's yep. remember how God has brought us thus far. Um, that when I uh, we had one of my former staff members from my pastorate came through town a couple years ago and spent a couple days with us. And I think she was at a Truett conference, actually, a children's ministry conference here at Truett. And, you know, we had a lot of wonderful times, a lot of hard times in our church. We had a lot of people leave, difficulty that any church has, particularly a brand new church, um, that caused its, you know, scarring that happens from time to time. Every minister, every person uh, holds some of those scars. And then but about four years removed from that, when we told the stories again, we just wept together that night because when we look back on it, yeah, yeah we, we rubbed those scars a little uh, fondly, yeah. but the story we look back on was unmitigated blessing and love. I mean, even some of those folks that are hard to be around, you know, even some yeah. of the hard times you saw, we had lived long enough to know the blessing on the other side of that. And it is funny perception sometimes, often when we look back, not always, there's a lot of things that aren't lovely yeah. uh, and, are, and it's a lot harder to, but often the story looking back, and this is maybe the word for us, a word for us today, maybe even looking back on COVID one day, right, right. there may be some very loving things we think about of how we cared for one another about, you know, of some of the good that has been in this time that yeah. is so hard to see if we're not naming it actively and we're in the midst of conflict, but yeah. boy, that longevity of love is, is a yeah. uh, man, there's a lot of hope there um, and a lot of challenge for us. Yeah. You, you remind me uh, when uh, Dr. Angela Reed was being hired at Truett in her interview, one of the things she talked about in kind of the um, Baptistic free church tradition, she said that uh, testimony is one of our, um, our sacraments, really, mm. in, in the Baptist tradition, that, uh, uh, or at least the free church tradition, that uh, it's, it's one of the things, uh, it's one of our forms of spirituality that is most distinctive to us is is recall, sit back and, and tell the stories, uh, give testimony. Boy, that may be an encouragement. I think that is of, of getting back to some of those things. Yeah. Well, Andy, thank you for your time. Despite my joke at the beginning, which was in poor form, uh, you are, are well loved at Truett and you've been a great encouragement to me um, as a fellow uh, staff member and colleague here. And I'm, I'm thankful in a very busy week with grades about due, finals and everything else that you took some time to be with us today and encourage. You're a great friend to many pastors and ministers, and uh, thank you for being here today. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for the invitation. I love being with you. So. All right. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the Advent and beginning of Christmas season. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Bye-bye.